He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a wonderful woman of many talents, and she's been an actress and a model, and you know her best. You absolutely know her best, starting on August 1st, 1981, when MTV was launched. One of the people who launched it is this wonderful lady. She's a pioneering VJ on that station, and we'll never see those days again. But Nina Blackwood is our very special guest. Nina, how are you? Hi, Frank. How are you? But, you know, more so than, I don't mean to correct you, but the music, the um, uh, model and, and actress, I'm a musician. Yeah. That was what I did, first and foremost. I don't know if you knew that. What, but, were you a keyboard player? Um, I started with piano, but um, I actually was a professional harpist. No kidding. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, wow. Yeah, Boy, I, 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 well, that's that's why I wanted to say that, because the acting and the, the modeling especially was very uh, uh, back burner compared to what I really did, which was play my harp. <laughs> wow. You know, I mean, the harp, and I taught guitar as a teenager. Everyone that I've ever talked to about the harp talks about how difficult it is to play. Is it a difficult instrument? Well, you know, that's hard to say. I mean, it is supposed to be one of the hardest, but what what's funny is when, you know, over the years with friends of mine that played either bass or guitar or whatever, I'd sit down um and try and play guitar. I mean, never really seriously, but, you know, just they would teach me a couple of chords. And I found the position of the guitar with my, especially my left hand on the neck, um, actually more difficult. And I, I tended to want to play it like, uh, you know how Jeff Healy yeah. played it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, laying down. So... Um, uh, you know, given that, uh, I, I don't know, but uh, it, it's it, it's a wonderful instrument. It's a beautiful instrument, and um, you know that that like I said, that was that was my main gig. <laughs> so I've always been involved with music since I was like four years old. Yeah, it's incredible, and I know there's been miscalculations on this, but was your father a Sunday school teacher or was he a pastor? Because I've heard no, both. He, was, uh, uh, I mean, you know, on Sundays only, Sunday school teacher. He was uh, an executive uh, with the Casser is what he did, uh, you know, as a livelihood. Uh, but he was a Sunday school teacher. Yes. Yeah. Because you hear these different, you know, rumors and especially. Well, yeah. you know, and especially with um, uh, Wikipedia, um, you know, I don't look myself up. But I do know uh, there was a time, I don't know if it's still there, that uh, it did say that. And, you know, you can't get stuff corrected and, you know, yeah. and one thing leads to another. But I know it was on there because some somebody else a long time ago had mentioned that. And I said, no, because I said, well, how did you get that idea? You know, and they said, well, it's on Wikipedia. All right. Do you know? If you think about this and think about all the paparazzi now and how crazy it is and everyone's, everyone has their own camera on their phone, can you imagine 
when MT- uh, MTV was at its height and you were the sexiest woman in the world and you were on all these lists uh, and, and all this, can you imagine what your life would have been like? I, I would have literally ended up uh, in a in a home yeah. <laughs> uh, because as it is. You know, uh, um, and I'm not the only one uh, that's an entertainer or broadcaster that's actually shy. You know, so I'm very introverted and, um, you know, I'm a private person. So as it was, I mean, you know, going to the functions that we had, you would always find me in the corner like a wallflower. And people don't believe that unless they know me and they know that to be true. So with... All of that going on, you know, with the phones at that time, I I think I would have cracked. I really do. I I, I don't think because I was a lot uh, back then. I was even shyer. Now I'm a little, you know, (laughs) decades later, you know, a little tougher. Um, And, and, you know, it's so invasive it really is i mean i do these different events um like we have the the 80s cruise coming up and you know that's different because you're there and you know people want to take the selfies and all that so that's structured but just doing it you know anytime you would be out somewhere would be like uh, unbearable for me it really would be yeah well, let me remind folks that are just turning on their radios or just joining us a little late we're here with the wonderful nina blackwood and frank mckay here with harpist right nobody's going to know you as a harpist harpist and and actress model and of course vj an amazing career she's put together and a syndicated radio show host she's wonderful at everything she does nina blackwood here with me frank mckay thrilled to have her going back to what you just said about the 80s cruise i think it might be a little different because it's closed off right so everybody that's on that boat had to pay to get on for example or they had to there's some kind of accounting of who's there in the general public any nut can just wander into a restaurant or wander into oh yeah that's 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 why i said it was it was different because you know you're going to this event you know it's going to happen but just like if you know, walking around in in New York, if it was like it is now, then it'd just be just too. I, really, I, I I know I know myself enough that I would not have been able to handle it. I don't know what would have happened, but it wouldn't have been good. <laughs> Do you remember anything? I don't know if you want to share it with us. Was there anything scary happening back then? Again, you were this recognizable, beautiful blonde still, right? You know, beautiful blonde. But then, I mean, millions and millions of people are watching you every day, and I'm sure they were obsessed stalkers and all that. I mean, is there anything you'd share with us that was, or maybe there was nothing, right? But I mean, Well, you know, JJ actually had um, an instant instance, I'm sorry, uh, that a woman, you know, was just like, you know, she was a little off balance, and I don't remember where she was from, but, you know, somewhere in the middle part of the country, and um, she actually, you know, got a ticket and came to the studio, and she thought that JJ, this is ridiculous, but this is what it was, she thought 
JJ was speaking to her directly through the TV when she had her period. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And so she wow. ended up at the studio. So that was a little, I mean, <laughs> that was that was a little odd. I think the weirdest thing that I got at the time of MTV was um, somebody, and I think they thought that it was like a really cool thing. I don't know, um, because it came from Texas. And... Um, but I'm a huge animal lover, so I didn't appreciate it. I was a rattlesnake skin. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't, like, there was no, like, evil, um, Intention. you know, letter or anything. Like I said, it was probably, you know, seeing that it was from Texas. It was like, hey, look, you know, this is really cool. You can make a belt or something. But, <laughs> you know, it was... Because of the lack of social media, I mean, the things that we got, our fan mail, I mean, it got to a point we obviously couldn't read our, our fan mail. We had to have interns do it. But uh, I, I would say, you know, 99% of it was all positives. You know, it wasn't like there were these haters with social media. Um, you know, like I said, if that was happening you know during during those days i i mean i i i don't know I, just it's just too much and everybody's a critic and everybody knows better than like the artist or you know just horrible okay. so no personally i didn't uh, but JJ, JJ did get that, and I don't know about the others, but that one I remember because it was really like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, this the poor vo lady. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, that's you know, mental sickness. Yeah. We all laugh when we hear it, but I mean, that you know, she's she got issues. Really, right? Yeah, she's sick. That's right. She was really, you know, it's it is sad. Yeah. You know, it is sad. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Let me remind everyone that the voice they're hearing is the wonderful Nina Blackwood. And uh, you know her from MTV fame and so much more. Frank McKay here with Nina Blackwood. When you think back to those days, you know, I just, it hit me when you said we had interns opening these letters. Did you ever quantify or did they ever quantify for you how many letters you were getting a day? Because at that point it was letters. There was no email, right? So it was, right. it was a chore to do it, you know, to somebody that just pull out. And a lot of kids were watching. I was a kid, you know. I mean, a lot of kids were watching you guys and watching the rock stars emerge from MTV. It was a monstrous event when MTV 
happened and it was similar to the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. And it's almost sacrilege to say that. But I mean, when MTV came, all of these generation, this generation uh, past the hippies and, you know, I was 14 years old when it came on. But everybody was talking about it. It was constantly on. Yeah. And it wasn't a one-day event. It was a constant situation. Did anybody ever quantify the amount of letters that you got? Um, they probably did, but I, I don't remember. You know, I, I, I'm sure they somebody was keeping track, but I, I, I don't remember any figures or anything like that. Do you remember when you lost your privacy? I mean, you talk about being a private person, but do you remember when you first felt like an absolute celebrity and you couldn't go shopping, let's say, or you couldn't go to the Well, I never, you know, New York, we were all living in New York, and um, uh, New York and L.A. both did not have cable at the beginning. You know, you remember that MTV actually came on when cable was in its infancy. So, you know, we really weren't aware of, um, you know, the the uh, degree of popularity uh, in the early days unless we traveled somewhere and, uh, you know, to do personal appearances or went across uh, to New Jersey. Um, I remember the first... Uh, event that uh, I went to, I think it was in San Antonio, um, that, uh, you know, I had an in-store thing at a record, record store at a mall, and, you know, of course, the driver came and picked me up from the hotel, and we get to the, the shopping area, and there's lines wrapped around the, the whole mall, and I go, wow, I go, who's here, you know, and they said, they're here for you, and I went, <laughs> oh, oh, I go, drive around a bit, you know, it was like, whoa, you know, and then in, um, we used to go to the Meadowlands to see uh, bands, and whatever, and, and, and generally it would be at least two of us, but we, you know, uh, rent a car and we drive over there. And it got so, oh, it was Brendan Bernarina, that's what it was. And um, it got so that we couldn't sit in, you know, the, the audience because it was causing a security problem. Uh, so they made us uh, go in one of the private booths. Uh, made us, yeah. mind you. You know, <laughs> uh, that was a real drag. You know, all this food and wonderful stuff. <laughs> you know, so so we knew then, and and then finally when we got into New York, New Yorkers are cool. I mean, they're not like starstruck. I mean, maybe now with the 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 cameras and stuff, it would be different, but. People were cool. It wasn't a problem going places. And I remember the first time there that uh, after after MTV got into Manhattan, um, two things. But the first being it was so cool. I was you know flagging a cab like you do there, and a fire firemen drove by and they weren't on the way to the fire, probably coming back. But, you know, and they're, the guys are yelling off the fire truck, hey, Nina, hey, yo. And it was, you know, with the accent, you know, which I love, New York, which you have a Long Island accent that I love. And that was so cool. And then another time, uh, so these were all positive experiences. Another time, again, I was flagging a cab on uh, 6th Avenue, 
and this cop car pulls up and I go, oh no, they probably think I'm a hooker, <laughs> you know, I'm going to get, you know, and they go, yo, Nina, where are you going? And I go, um, I had, I had a uh, doctor's appointment, uh, the Upper West Side. I go, I'm to a doctor's appointment. They go, hop in. You know, so the cops gave me gave me a ride uh, up to uh, 75th wow. or whatever it was. And I was in the back of the car, and I'm, I'm like, ducking down because I'm going, oh, my God. Somebody sees, you know, they'll think I'm a perp, you know, <laughs> that I did something wrong. But that was, like, the coolest thing. You know, it was like, wow, I got a ride from New York finest, you know. Yeah, what was the thought of your folks? You know, I mean, when you're a musician, and again, it's different because you're a harpist, and that's well-respected, that's orchestral, that's, you know, that's something very classy, a harp. But what were your parents, and again, keeping in mind that when people pick up a guitar or a bass, their parents, their hearts drop in their stomach and they think the worst. And actually, before I continue, let me remind everyone, you're listening to Nina Blackwood, Frank McKay here with Wonderful, one of the original five VJs, from MTV, August 1st, uh, 1981 is when everything kicked into high gear and, and Nina was the most popular, well, she's modest, she'll disagree, but she was the most popular VJ on that station and just amazing career. Frank McKay with Nina. But what were your parents' reaction to the popularity of MTV? Were they proud? Was there anything, your dad was a Sunday school teacher, was he bothered? Well, you know, my parents, um, I would not have ended up even being in a position uh, to do MTV if it wasn't for my parents, because uh, from, you know, like I said, a little girl, um, you know, I, I was four years old and they took me to the piano store. I'll never forget it. And I actually could pick out the piano that I liked the most. Um, you know, so they were always um, very supportive of my music. And then, um, a few years after that, I guess I was about eight, we moved to Ohio from Massachusetts. Cleveland, and, right? Was it Cleveland? Yep, the Cleveland area, yep. And, um, you know, because I, I I liked performing, I had done like little, and my first play was actually in Sunday school. I was an angel, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know typecast. Hawk. Yeah, no, I didn't play harp then, but, you know, it's kind of, uh, but so they enrolled me in um, Lakewood Little Theater, so I was, you know, having acting classes young, so, I mean, they always supported my um, performing arts, always, um, so um, it was different in the fact that they, they, I, especially my mom, I mean, my dad did, but my dad was quieter about it. My mom, being uh, Italian, you know, and very melodized, she should have been the the one that was the, uh, you know, the entertainer. Seriously, I am not kidding. Uh, God, God bless her. Uh, very outgoing and loved all that stuff. And uh, so they were so supportive all along. Um you know, and they wanted me to go to um, the Cleveland Institute of Music, um, which I chose not to do because I was already, uh, you know, 
kind of working on these other things, like doing the modeling, uh, doing commercials, um, and, and starting to try and get gigs as a harpist. So I didn't do the schooling. And that, you know, I don't know, they never were like, I, I think maybe they were probably more my dad, maybe more disappointed in, in not um, going to the school um, that they were prepared to send me. But they never were, um, you know, it was never anything that they 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 discouraged ever. Um, and I remember when I, much later, uh, uh, you know, after, you know, graduating and all that, I moved uh, with my manager. We, we were, uh, you know, we were a couple, too, at the yeah. time, but he was my manager, Danny. Uh, we moved to L.A., and I wanted to go to uh, Lee Slasberg. I wanted to study the method. And, you know, we're both starting out, and I'm, I'm playing my harp and gigs. He was a musician as well. And, you know, not a lot of excess cash. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. And uh, Danny was saying, well, you should ask your dad. I go, I can't ask my dad. You know, I, I never was one to ask, although I did ask for a harp. But, I mean, I wasn't one of these kids that I was not spoiled. I, I just, you know, you know what I mean. I yeah. just, no, you yeah. know. And, um, and so I remember that phone call so distinctly. I call my dad, and I'm hemming and hawing. You know, I'd really like to go to, to you know, Strasbourg and... And my dad, who, uh, you know, early in his life was a jazz drummer, uh, he he said, he said to me, you know, and, I, and he could tell I'm beating around the bush, you know, and he goes, and I go, but, but I don't have the money to, you know, and he goes, Nina, he says, if you wanted some scratch, that's what he called it, yeah. if you wanted some scratch, he goes, why don't you ask for it, you know, and I mean, well, well you know, so... So he, I, I can't remember if he paid for all the semesters, but he paid for my at least my first year there. I, I can't remember. I, I don't think both. I think I wanted to pay for myself, and and by that time I was I was getting you know harp gigs and mm. had had more money. But um, you know, so here's here's the Sunday school teacher. You know, so that that was. That was how it was, and um, my dad sadly, um, I think it was only the second year my grandfather died. The first year I was at MTV, and my dad, um, the year after, so he did not really, he did not really get to see the extent of it, but my mom did. And like I, I, I said before, my mom, oh my God, you know, she loved the fact that she would call herself Nina Blackwood's mother. <laughs> you know, that was, and we had, this is such a long, you know, cut me off if you need it. No, but, well, let me just cut you off just to remind folks of who they're listening to. Nina Blackwood, of course, of MTV fame and so much more. Frank McKay here. And I want to welcome back anyone who stepped away to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. Our very special guest again is Nina Blackwood. You know her as one of the founding, pioneering VJs who were there from August 1st, 19... 19- 
81 when they showed the man landing on the moon MTV and and I guess video killed the radio star was the first thing that showed up right and who yep. picked that Nina who was that from oh I'm sure the programming people and it was perfect yeah you know you couldn't ask even though it had been written um, in the late 70s actually that song it was very um, um, you know, a premonition, I guess you could say it was. <laughs> but it didn't really kill the radio star. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the head of programming, I'm, I'm sure, uh, and the execs, all, we, we didn't, the VJs. But uh, long story short, with my mom, yeah, she could not, and skipped everything, you know, all, any article. She could not be, she could not be prouder. Um, she was very... Um, and, and, and that it was rock and roll. I mean, she, she thought Diamond Dave Lee Roth was so cool. She loved, really? she oh, loved wow. Klaus, yeah, Klaus Mine's voice in the Scorpions. You know, I can't say she was a heavy metal rock and roller, but I mean, she loved music and, and she could, she was open enough that she could realize, you know, people were talented. I never once did she say, what's that? crap you know yeah. never um so i i was fortunate in that always always supportive of my parents what did your mom do i might have missed it in here i know your dad you know he taught sunday school and what about your mom what's her background well well my mom before she had me was um uh, a buyer for for clothes um and so she you know clothing buyer she was in the fashion world um and she used to uh I, I was born in, in Massachusetts in Springfield, yeah. and this is before my time, obviously. They yeah. weren't even married. But my mom um, would go to New York uh, as the buyer for this boutique that she worked at. Um, so she was a real New York girl. I mean, she would always talk about New York. So here, when I moved to New York, and she came to New York, she was the queen, I tell you. She was... She couldn't have been happier that her daughter was living in New York City. I mean, she just couldn't be happier. And making it. Uh, never mind living. You know, so many people think it's so glamorous to live in Manhattan. But, boy, if you're, unless you're doing uh, well, you're living in, in a rat hole, you know, if you're not. But it's one thing for your kid to live in Manhattan, but it's another thing to be a star on MTV. And it's great that your mother got to see that. It really oh, is. Oh, she loved it. And there was this big party for, um, oh, gosh, I'm uh, uh, Geraldo. I'm, I'm, I'm spacing on his first name. Bob. Bob Giraldi, not Geraldo, Geraldo is uh, Neil. Uh, Bob Giraldi, who was a very hot uh, video director, and they had it, of all places, a tavern on the green. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So I took my mom. You know, she came in, and I took her. Oh, my God. She was, I swear to God, it was it was like the odd couple, because I'm just sitting there, like, you know, at the table, not talking like I'm usually doing. And she's talking with the, um, you know, the people from the Village Voice. She goes up to Bob Giraldi. She didn't know who he was, you know, and he had this little, you know, Sonny Crockett scruff. Yeah. And she takes his, my mom, I'm like mortified. She takes his, his 
uh, tin in in um, her hands. It goes, oh, I love that. And then in one, <laughs> in one of the in, in one of the rooms, they have like a samba group, yeah. and she's in there dancing, and I'm like just going like, oh my god, <laughs> you know, like looking in my watch window. I go, oh, she was. She, like I said, um, I mean, she was, she was living it up, uh, loved it. You know, I mean, she couldn't have been. It was, it was so cool. Even though, like, I'm just going, like, oh my god, you know. Um, I was happy because it gave her so much joy to be part of this. I mean, and and she loved JJ. Absolutely loved JJ. She got along great with JJ, and JJ, of course, always the charismatic uh, gentleman. You know, he he just oh, so she was she was in her glory. I mean, she really was. And she would look at me like, "What's wrong with you?" Because she goes, she had an expression that I'm not going to say. It was an old school expression, but it's something in a whirlwind. I don't like the word. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she looked at me at this party because I'm just like sitting there, you know, like, why aren't I being like her? It's like, well, I'm not like you, you know, like, you know, oh, God. Yeah, but what an unbelievable gift to be able to give your mother that, you know, not only that tavern on the green, yeah. but I mean, everything in general. Nina Blackwood, once again, is the voice that you're hearing from MTV fame and so much more. Frank McKay here with Nina Blackwood. But really, I mean, how many of us would love to uh, be able to say to mom, you know, especially a nurturing, uh, cool mom? I mean, just wonderful. Uh, Sound like great parents. I mean, see, they were wonderful. Uh, they were wonderful. My dad... I, I, I was more personality-wise. Um, well, no, as I get older, I hear a lot of my mom coming out. <laughs> but, you know, my dad was quieter, like I said. So my dad and I were really tight. You know, we were very, very close. My mom and I would sometimes butt heads, you know. Um, but overall, like I said at the beginning, when you asked uh, if it wasn't for my parents, and it's the God's truth, I, I would never be, and especially the fire that my mom gave me, um, I never would have um, been able to do what I did, you know? Yeah, well, listen, and God bless them both. Yep. You know, you've mentioned J.J. a few times. The late J.J. Jackson passed away, I think, in 2004, a heart attack. But it sounds yeah. like you fondly remember him. Oh, we we all miss him, and... Uh, he was our elder statesman. He was a lot older than we were. And of course, he was a legend in, um, you know, rock, in the rock arena. Uh, one of the people that helped to break Led Zeppelin uh, in Boston. He worked at WBCN, very powerful rock radio station. And so he knew all those people from when they were starting, Rod Stewart and everything. So he had a big jump on us as far as experience. And um, he was really our elder statesman and everybody loved him. And when he passed, um, they had uh, you know, a tribute, a memorial to him out in LA. And he was standing room only. And he was the type of person that was friends with everybody. Uh, uh, you know, the, there was the, the woman that worked at the dry cleaner on one hand that was there yeah. to Rod Stewart in the back. Mm. You know, and everybody in between. 
um, he he was very well loved. Very well loved. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. It's interesting, and it was an interesting cast of characters there. You mentioned the programmers, you know, they're the ones who decided, most likely decided, you know, on the first cut and everything else after that. Were the programmers in charge of choosing you, or was that casting? Was it a different department? Who chose the five of you? Well, there was a woman there, um, Susan Steinberg, and... um, uh, Robert Morton, who later went on, in fact, he left shortly after I got there, who, um, uh, if you watch the original David Letterman show, and there was Morty, the producer that was yeah. off, Morty, that was Robert Morton. Wow. Actually, that yeah. So they were the two that initially, you know, sifted through all the 8x10s and, you know, audition tapes and, and all that. And then, of course, it had to pass through, uh, you know, Bob Pittman, who was the head of the thing. And uh, so, and I don't know, you know, who else was actually in those meetings because I wasn't hired yet. But <laughs> but those were the two predominant uh, people, uh, at least for me. Um, you know, it happened different for all of us. But um, that that was those two because when I when I sent my resume and picture in, <clears throat> they were coming to L.A. I know for auditions, but um, it was Warner Amex Communications Satellite, right? So I was in L.A. and I'd only been in L.A. for a couple of years, and Satellite, you figured you could do it from anywhere, and nowhere did it say you would have to relocate to New York. So only until they had already chosen me (laughs) and they said, we'd like you to fly to New York and, um, you know, meet Bob Pittman and I would have to move to New York. And it was like, uh, but my cats, you know, but LA, you know? And, uh, so, um, Sue Steinberg is a little bitty thing. She was shorter than me with great big, like a lion hair, you know, beautiful curly mane of hair. And they, they literally took me around New York, selling me on New York city so that I would be okay and take the job, which was quite cute. And in fact, they took me to lunch at the aforementioned Tavern on the green. And, um, you know, but they did. They took me to the library. They showed all me, you know, these things. And, and um, you know, so uh, they were the people, not the programmers. I mean, maybe they were in on the meetings, but I kind of doubt it. Yeah. Nina Blackwood, again, is our very special guest. we got a couple moments left with a wonderful lady. Thrilled to have her syndicated talk show host and DJ and VJ. Sirius XM. Sirius XM. Yeah, well, let's plug. When are you on and when's the best time to hear you? Well, I'm on various times, but I'm on every day. Um, the best thing is, you know, to look at our uh, either our web page or our Facebook page for the for the schedule when I'm on because it's varied. Um, but um, yeah, I've been oh God, I don't even know how many years now. I really don't. Hey, you've been on I, for a while, that's for sure. I'm... Yeah, I, I I moved here 
going on 11 years, so I, I would say it's about 13 years. And, um, you know, and, and J.J. actually was going to, he was just deciding that he was going to be on Sirius XM um, that June, and he passed on uh, uh, the uh, St. Patrick's Day prior. So all of us would have been on. Um, and uh, Martha is not on the channel anymore because she's doing something with iHeartRadio mm-hmm. uh, and Pittman. Actually, right. Bob Bittman. Yeah, so she's been gone, I think, three years, going on three years, I believe. Um, might be longer, I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, so it's kind of cool. Uh, Mark, Alan, and I are on the channel, and we're still the VJs, and we still give our PD. I know. <laughs> I know we drive them nuts sometimes. Oh, oh listen, there's got to be a show of respect to you i mean do people get that and again you know you guys kind of pioneered this whole thing are you treated by the up-and-comers as pioneers or does it take a little bit of research for them to realize or a little bit of seasoning for them to realize that because look august 1st 1981 everything changed and it was you guys who who did it well we just had something and i don't know who the fellow is that started but this just came up on Friday, um, somebody started an online petition for the five of us to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I, yeah, I and would sign I that in a second. You five of you. I don't be. even know. I don't. You know, I, I because I found out because um, a friend of mine sent it to me. I didn't even know about it, and um, so I guess that kind of answers your question. Um, but yeah. Um, I mean, That's kind of nice. How would that feel? Again, Nina Blackwood growing up in Cleveland and going back to Cleveland in that sense and permanently being part of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which, by the way, I only got there for the first time two years ago, and I was impressed with it. I thought I was going to hate it. I thought it was going to be so corporate, sold out, and all that. They yeah. really did a nice job with it. It's interesting. Yeah, they really, um, you know, it's a beautiful building, and... Of course, I lobbied, even though I lived in New York at the time, so it didn't make me quite very popular. I was lobbying for Cleveland yeah. <laughs> uh, to be there because, you know, it was Alan Freed yeah. and the whole thing. And, you know, again, another reason that, that I ended up doing what I did is because Cleveland was very important in uh, rock and roll. We had WMMS, which was a radio station that broke Bowie, that, you know, all these artists would come to Cleveland to play because basically, you know, you had football, drinking, and rock and roll. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, so it was very, I mean, WMMS was the number one station for years because of that, and artists always loved playing Cleveland because it was so receptive and so... Um, you know, so supportive. So I really felt that it was a good place for it to be. More so, New York has everything already. I mean, New York did not need another museum. You know, as much as I love New York, it just didn't. And it's really not, you know, I don't think of rock and roll when I think of New York. I think of Broadway. I think of the museums, you know, or Wall Street. You're 100% right. But not rock and roll. You know, um, 
And even Memphis, which had crossed my mind, I thought, like, yeah, I get it, but that's more of a, a soul, you know, it's, it's not rock and roll, like Cleveland's rock and roll. You know, it's just a real rock and roll city. And, and I grew up with all that. So, you know, I got to see all those people when they first came through. I got to see The Who. I got to see Cream. I got to see, you know, Bowie with Ziggy Stardust, you know, yeah. during the Ziggy Stardust, all of that, which, um, you know, it really made me who I am, <laughs> for better or worse, but it did. You know, and that's a, a real diehard rock and roller. That's well, what I am. Well, listen, congratulations on all the success. I mean, you're a pioneer. You should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. All five of you should be. It's crazy that you're not. I'm ashamed of myself for not thinking of that first, but I want to thank you for, <laughs> for being here and good luck on everything in the future. Syndicated radio show, a Sirius XM. I, you can't even say that, Syndicate. It's it, its own thing, you know? It's a big deal. Sirius XM is just... Well, I do, have, I, I do have syndicated shows and Sirius XM. You're right. So you you're have right both. to say the syndicated, right. yeah. Yeah, but let me ask you, in closing, let's ask you for a website or a social media site where people could follow along with what you're doing. Um, well, um, the SiriusXM uh, Facebook page. I've got, um, you know, my own Facebook page. Uh, I've got two of them. One's a personal one that is mostly animals, but I've got a, a music one uh, that that is just strictly music. You know, so that's probably the better one to um, uh, to follow along. Well, listen, thanks a million for being here. I'm thrilled to have you back again, Nina Blackwood. Thanks for being here. And thank you. Well, Nina Blackwood, everyone, has been our very special guest, a talk show host and DJ and VJ and certainly pioneer August 1st, 1981 the MTV generation started and we'll never see that again but it's just an amazing and a big part of it part of the reason bigger than many of the rock stars on there was Nina Blackwood she's been our very special guest check her out on Sirius XM Frank McKay signing off we'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down This is Breaking It Down with your host Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays